welcome to part two of my very special interview with Stephen Perlman of Haberdashery fame. This is Mark Massey bringing you the interview. I've got a couple questions here from Katie in Detroit. Uh, she wants to know if there's a new sound we can expect to hear in the next album that isn't something you haven't incorporated into your previous releases. And my gosh, I'm curious about that too. Um, I hope so. I think that there will be some new sounds. I think one of the things that I'm doing a lot more of this time around is incorporating a lot of arpeggios into the music. Um, And I think I've, I don't know, I've kind of shied away from that in the past. Um, I really love arpeggios, so I'm using them pretty blatantly in this recording. Um, Well, it seems to go with, we were talking earlier about your classical influences, so this sort of the the use of an arpeggio definitely ties into that. I think so and I think that's that's definitely where it comes from uh and I guess the other the other new sound is is a lot of um really kind of classic synth pads um kind of you know going back to like Jean-Michel Jarre um you know Vangelis from you know the 80s oh, and yes. just kind of like those really classic thick warm synth pads um i just love those sounds and i'm using them a lot um to kind of layer into this uh new recording session whereas some of the previous recordings were a little bit more uh you know spare in their arrangements these are going to be a little bit thicker uh, Tiffany was in love with the EP you did of Erasure Songs, as well as the cover you did of the track Latter Days, and was uh, just wanting to know if there's particular reasons you chose these specific songs as to others. And I guess, you know, the, the easy follow up there is what goes into your thinking process when you're thinking of covering a song. For the Erasure EP, those songs, besides being some of my favorite Erasure songs mm-hmm. in general, I I sat down and tried to pick out songs that I thought would very naturally um, kind of apply themselves to my style. Okay. And so when I was trying to think of songs to do, I wanted to pick songs that I thought would easily translate into that genre, um, which is why I picked the ones I did. Um, I was going to do Tragic as well, and that was um, a B-side from Always. It just didn't fit? Or... It, well, it would have fit. I was trying to do... A combination of that with one of Seti's gymnopodies, and I couldn't get the orchestration of the Seti to work with the oh, uh, okay. chord progression of Tragic. It worked almost all the way through, and then just as it was gonna be like, oh, I've got it, it's gonna totally work, it all fell apart. So I worked on it and then just ended up abandoning it um, altogether. But the other four songs did make it on, and I think they turned out pretty well. Uh, Latter Days. You know, and with all the other songs that I've ever covered, these are songs that in some way or another really inspired me or meant a lot in my life somehow. Um, Latter Days is by Over the Rhine, and they're one of my favorite bands. I've seen them live. I have too, here at Shuba's. Mm -hmm. Um, They do a really wonderful, very simple acoustic set. We have some questions from Russia. Thank you for submitting them, Dennis. Dennis uh, wants to know when you first heard Erasure and what your favorite all-time Erasure track is. I think I first heard Erasure, um, I must have been pretty young, you know, it was probably Chains of Love, but I think I first remember really knowing it was Erasure when it was um, always from I Say, I Say, I Say, and I was... Oh, geez, I think a freshman in high school. And I remember hearing that on the radio and thinking, oh, 
yes, this is it. This is the song. Um, and I, you know, ran to the record store and bought the album that night and listened to the whole album and fell in love with it. And, you know, at that point bought the entire catalog from a used record store that was in my neighborhood. Um, I think my all time favorite song though, you know, after hearing everything, you know, is probably tenderest moments. And that was, uh, a B side from the run to the sun single. We've got some questions from Allie in Los Angeles. And uh, Allie was sort of curious about the advantages and disadvantages of being an independent artist, doing your own distribution online, uh, specifically today in the new world of social networking and online media and how that's worked out for you. Yeah, the music the music industry is changing and it's changing really fast. Um, I think that the, the old system of, you know, the recording studio and that whole model of of being a an artist is kind of falling by the wayside uh, right before our eyes, and I think even um, traditional recording artists are starting to model themselves as indie artists. I think some of the advantages are, you know, with home recording studios um, and um, distribution options like CD Baby and Record Union. It's um, it's really accessible for anybody to record a song and get it on iTunes. Yeah, you don't have to you don't have to book the time. You don't have to book the engineer at you know a hundred to more dollars an hour depending on the studio and the engineer. You know some of the disadvantages, of course, are that you know you don't get the the advertising and the the widespread distribution of a record company behind you but i think that you know the whole landscape of of um of music is is really changing and it's becoming less about top 40 you know worldwide mega superstars and it's it's becoming a lot more geared towards indie artists 